My name is uh, Samua Calderon. I have the privilege to serve as worship pastor and congregational care in this amazing campus. And I want to start this morning asking you to raise your right hand. Okay? So, it's kind of we are taking it seriously. We are in a trial. So, you repeat after me. Matt, you included. Okay? I promise. Be merciful with the English language of my favorite Cuban guy. Okay, you promise that, okay? Perfect, perfect. I want you to remember a very special day in your life. Actually, I am remembering today. I am arriving today to 19 years of marriage, okay? Yes, that's to celebrate, but the Grammys goes to her. Not to me. She made it possible. Okay, praise God for that. So today we, in our dating thing, we remember. So I want some of you to be in trouble right now. So I want you for a minute to remember the beginning of relationships of your life. Like remember with your, so look, Cory and Cynthia, it's nice. They are in that moment right now. I want you to remember your first date, the, the, the first place that you date, okay? And tell to your partner, don't, don't, don't look to me, I don't need to know, okay? And maybe I don't want to be in trouble with my elders, but why not? The beginning of your very first kiss. Okay, I'm making some people in trouble, but I see BJ and David having fun, so I'm safe. Okay, okay. A beginning of a relationship. So let's move ahead from the couple romantic thing. We are not in Valentine's Day yet. So the children that are here. So I want you to remember the very first time that your father or your mom take you to your favorite pizza place or ice cream place. Do you remember? So the very first time. It is so good remember the beginnings of things. Actually, maybe you remember the very first time and we have a guest this morning that your dad take you to a basketball game, a good one, not an NBA, those are too expensive, but a good one, Texas A&M against Luciana, we are, we are good against them, I hope. So, okay, beginnings. But be, be, before we go forward in this conversation, I'm so sorry, but we need to send our children to the children's place. So children, thank you for being with us. Youth, you stay, so you will not be moved today, so you are grounded, you stay there. Uh, but children, if this is your moment to go to our children's building. If, if you are still here, we have an amazing program for children's K to fifth grade, maybe four, K to four. Thank you. Thank you. K to four. I think that some of them are like attending, but that's fine. Uh, but thank you for being here today. The beginnings of a relationship is really coming together that today is the first 
Sunday of 2024. So it's the very first time that we gather here in Grace Bible Church Midtown Campus. It's the beginning of the ministry of our church this year. Past Sunday, we hear a beautiful word on New Year's Eve, and we praise God for the life of Brother Enoch. I want you to help me to show him some appreciation if he's here. Don't tie Enoch. So he should be in the table outside. But that guy received one hug from each of you, especially in this season. So be sure that you encourage him. But as we talk at the beginning of today, really tied together an opportunity to talk of the very beginning of everything. That's why I titled my message in this morning, In the Beginning. But I write a sentence right there. So today we are going with important reminders in Genesis 1. So if you, look, if you like to put your calendars, graduation, birthdays. So these are important reminders as we read Genesis 1, the very first verses. We are not going in the details. The very first four verses of Genesis 1 in the beginning. I want to begin this time of uh, teaching with some questions that we will review at the end. So I am starting by the end. We will come back here. So the first question is this one. What emotions or feelings does knowing what happened in the beginning provoke in us? When we know what happened in the beginning of God's words, what emotions or feelings uh, we, we have when we know that? Second, what attitudes should we take when we meditate on the teachings of Genesis 1? So not only here, but also here. Which attitudes, what attitudes we have to follow? And third, this is the third question. What decisions, and I translate this, sounds very bad English for me, but you get it. What decisions does knowing that these principles have not changed lead me to make? So three areas. Emotions, attitudes, and decisions. When we read Genesis 1, and we will see those reminders uh, soon, where those reminders lead us. The main idea for this morning is this one. The beginning of the book of Genesis has important reminders for the start of every season in our life. So my intention when we walk back home today, and of course that I'm going to have a great lunch, so I'm not going home, but for you at least, is this one. The beginning of the book of Genesis has important reminders for the start of every season in our life. Not only for us as Grace Bible Church Midtown Campus, also in our families, in our relationships, in our jobs, in every place, these reminders are important. Let me read, if you may, let's open God's word in Genesis chapter 1. And the first reminder is this one. Who God is matters. Let me repeat it. Who God is matters. And I can add, always. God's word said, 
in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is a lot of uh, treasures, gold. It's platinum, better than that gold, so switch the material. So the best material that we have is right there in the beginning of, of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God is the creator, the origin, the foundation, the upholder, the architect, the designer, the sponsor, the investor, the cornerstone of the world is God. I am not a Hebrew expert. Actually, I get a B in Hebrew in Havana Baptist Seminary. But, that's fair, it's not a C, it's a B. Okay. But I don't pretend to teach Hebrew this morning, but it's very interesting that at least nine uh, teams are who lead Hebrew in the New Testament. I want you to focus on this one. Cal is the team of perfect present. And specifically, when the author of, uh, when the, the writer of Genesis is writing this, he means this, Barak. Maybe you know the phrase, Bereshit Barak Hadonai. En el principio, I'm sorry, I don't know Bible by heart in English. I know in Spanish. En el principio creó Dios los cielos y la tierra. So this only means to create. It's very interesting that is in the third person, masculine plural. This is the same in English and Spanish, I hope. But the most interesting thing is that Barak is only used with God as the subject. You will not find in the whole Bible. It's only with God as a subject. Only God can create it because who he is. It belongs to the Cal stem and more specifically, Cal perfect. It's referred to the third person plural masculine. That's a lot of scholars see here um, a point towards the Trinity because it's a word in plural. Who God is, his essence, his person, his character, his identity, his attributes, his nature, his personality matters to us as the beginning of every season in our life. For each of, for each of us today, January 2024, First Sunday here, as we begin to make decisions for living this year, financially, socially, relationally, remembering who God is matters. Let me go in the promotion right now. We have a resource. If you are paying Amazon, Netflix, HBO, HBO Hulu, etc., there is something that our church have for us that you don't have to pay other people have to pay, but we, you don't have to pay for, is right now media. If you take your phone, you scan the QR code, there is good stuff right there. Good sermons, good Bible studies, good teaching. Actually, if you go there, we are going in some quotes that I find as I was preparing this sermon. Okay? I hope that human resource raised my pay paycheck. So this is the first one. Dr. Charlie Dates, in his study in the beginnings, actually the same title says, God, he is the very first subject. In the very first sentence, in the very first verse, in the very first chapter, in the very first book, 
Genesis is a hymn book. I don't know what he means with H-I-M, but I copy. Book. No other subject, person, theme, or picture dominates the landscape of life from a biblical perspective. Only him, only God. So if in the beginning God, in our beginning also God. In the first book of the Bible, God dominates every theme, image, person, and subject. In a mystery beyond our human capacity to understand, God was already there when the beginning happened. I love that sentence. When the beginning happened, God were already there. God is supreme to us. God is superior to us. God is different from us. And God's attributes are a delight to God's children. Who is God and what is our God like? I remember a, a story that I heard when I was a teenager. The story is simple. I want to see the pilot. There was a child that had the privilege, it's maybe a Cuban child because they don't fly a lot, a privilege to go in a, in a, in a plane. But that plane went from America to Europe. And he left America in the morning day, and he arrived in Europe in the morning day. And he get a first-class share, a window one. So the one that you open and you see everything that you've ever seen before in your life. But that guy, he only wants one thing. He didn't care about the window. He didn't care about the landscape. He only wanted to see one person. And you know who? The pilot. I want to see the pilot. I want to meet the pilot. And you get the transition right now. So when we know the creator, everything else is secondary. Sometimes we face ourselves in places Colorado, you can go to other places in the world. I only know Colorado. I also know Smoky Mountains, so I know too. Uh, you can name any beautiful place in America. We have a big bend, uh, Pratt. I know that we have the big bend. So we have a beautiful places, but it's those places lead us to the creation we are missing the point. It's the same here. We are God's church. And God's church is beyond Grace Midtown Church. So if we only talk about Grace Midtown, we are missing the point. If we only talk, talk about the things that are happening here, this is not our call. Our call is to talk, to talk about the God that is making things happen here. He's the one worthy to talk about. Psalm 19 says, the heavens, 19.1, the heavens are telling the glory of God, and their expanse is declared in the work of his hands. Psalm 121.2 says, I will leave my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And it's very important for us. Remember that he, God, is not only the creator of the heavens and the earth, but he also sustained it. When we read Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, 
Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power for two things. For you created all things. And because of your will, I love it, they existed and were created. Señor, digno eres de recibir la gloria, la honra y alabanza, porque tú creaste todas las cosas y por tu voluntad existen y fueron creadas. God holds the universe. Dios sostiene el universo. God stills uphold his creation, his children, his church, his people. That's a very special reminder for us this morning. God has created the world, but has not abandoned it. God is still at work around us. God has not left Bryan College Station. God has not left Grace Bible Church, Midtown Campus. God is still here, and he will be here beyond any of us. If we believe that God's presence is with his people, with his church from the beginning of the world, is because God does not leave his creation. It is up to us to decide whether to look to him or to look to the creation. The church is not a man's creation. It's God's creation. We remember the words from Christ to Peter when he asked that he will build his church upon his rock. Who God is matter. This is a foundational value for us as we start this year. In the beginning, God created. And because who God is, we can live with confidence. Same uh, speaker says this. Our life will be more rich in purpose and meaning in every, if every section Begin with God. I want to read it again. Our life of every person in this house this morning, our life will be more precious in purpose and meaning if every section began not with grace of Bible church, with God. Let's remember that. And if God lead us to a place that proclaim the gospel, that proclaim the word, that care about people around us. By the grace of God, we are in the right place. But it's always, in the beginning, God created. Actually, if we, if we remember, we can say even in August, no, in September 2021, God launched Grace Midtown. If we believe another thing, we, I as a staff, I am in the wrong place. This is a God thing. This is happening because the work of the Lord. I right now, remember, I am the worship guy. I remember a beautiful song. And I want you to use your both hands. That's as a reminder. Help me. Put your hands, two hands like this. And let's sing together. He got the whole world. He has the whole world. 
And now, he has graced me down. Grace me down. Okay, you got it. And all God's people says, Amen. Let's say that with a joyful heart because that is true. Second reminder if the first one is who God is matters, the second one is this one what God says matters. Then verse 1-3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. We go again to the Hebrew uh, detail. Same construction and means this, to say, to speak, to call, to think, to promise. So the, the whole created things is not only, is, is a process that starts here, and God not only designed the world, but he put his word, his promise, his covenant to keep it. That's why in Genesis 6, the world do not disappear, because God created the world and he promised to sustain it. He restored the world again. And this Hebrew word is not only for focus, focusing the action of the world, but also its intention. God said that he has an intention with his creation. But God also said that he has a purpose with his church. It was thought, meditated, and the one who mentioned it is committed to his fulfillment. So the one, God says, let there be light, and there has been light forever. God said, let every word matter when God speaks. Isaiah 48 says, he grass withers, the flowers fades, but the word of God stands forever. Secase la hierba, marchitase la flor, pero la palabra del Dios nuestro permanece para siempre. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. What God says matters. No Christian meetings make sense if the word of God is not present. God is where his word is. The Garden of Eden was a wonderful place because God was there, not because the men and women were there. And God spoke to them. The most special relationship in the Garden was God speaking to his creation. Wasn't the relationship between Adam and Eve. I'm sorry if you get that in a romantic vibe so far. But the most beautiful relationship was God with his creation. Let's take a quick look to the order of the creation. But always remember, everything happens because God said. Day one, universe, planet, earth, and time. Day two, the firmament. And this is very important for later because many times we think that the waters are the seas, 
Oh, no. He put the seas between these waters, the, the, the firmament, between this and this. So this is very interesting. Day three, land and seas and vegetation. Day four, soon moons and stars. Day five, sea creators, wind spirits. Day six, cattle, animals, and creeping things. And now is the time of the drum rolls in day six. He made us to bear his image. He made us to bear his image. In Genesis 1, 26, 31, the first man and woman made in God's image. But every detail happened. We can go back and forth, and you will see always the same. And God said everything por el poder de su palabra, by the power of his word. Honestly, I love the name of our church. Not because it makes us superior to others, but because it centers of on a greater purpose, God's word. Bible, we are passionate about the story of this book. Actually, when we uh, take a look to the, sto the story of Christianism, I personally like 15th to 17th century, the, the time uh, knows as uh, the reform, especially for those five solas that came from the sola scripta, the sola fide, the sola gracia, solo Christus and soli Deo gloria. And many of those peoples, actually we are reading Bible in English today because one person and many others put efforts towards what God says in his word is the breath and the, great, the greatest nourishments that God can give us. That is power in the voice of God. That is a strength in the word of God. That is salvation in the word of God. And that is life in the word of God. God builds, edifies, makes and strengthens his word. What he expressed carries the force of his powers and becomes a reality. The written word that we have from the Lord also not only generate creation, but generate eternal life because that word is word that became flesh. flesh. Do you know what from John 1, 1, and I will try to say it in Spanish. En el principio era el verbo, y el verbo era con Dios, y el verbo era Dios. Y aquel verbo se hizo carne y habitó entre nosotros, flesh. Y vimos su gloria and we see his glory lleno de gracia y de verdad. Gloria como la del unigénito del Padre. The word was made flesh to come to us. But with a purpose, gave us eternal life. If you can take a look to John 1 later at home, That will be amazing. As we begin as individuals, families, church, Christians, let's remember this second truth, that what God says, reminder. I want to put you in a, in, a, in a spot right now. Okay? You are in midtown, always out of your comfort zone. Perfect. Can you say to the person next to you, and if you can't, don't worry, you have a home homework. One Bible verse by heart. Even if it's a visitor, I want you to share a Bible verse. But you have to say it. 
and God said, and you put it. Okay? It's time. If nobody tells that to you, don't worry. Next time, you will be able to tell to somebody. Maybe you are sitting close to the person who knows by heart Psalm 119. Is that person here? I don't think so. Okay, Nathan, I don't think so. Third reminder. And we are towards almost the end. So the first reminder that we get from the beginning is that what God is, who God is, matters. Number two, what God says matters. And number three, what God sees matters. In verse fourth, fourth God said, God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. But not only in that verse, that phrase came. Came many times in the first chapter. Because God saw that his creation was good. Last time in the Hebrew thing, to see, to look, to ex examine, to review, to discover, to provide, to choose. All that is related in that rach. All, all those concepts are there. So it's not only, oh, it's beautiful. No. You are taking that to look. You ex examine, you review it, and it is good. Actually, so good. It's really good what God made. We have different words in Spanish for categorize things. So this is a free Spanish class. McDonald's? No, I'm sorry. A Texas one. Whataburger? Bueno. Tell me a muy bueno, which is the next step. Muy bueno. Which one? Okay, that one. Okay, the name could... Yeah, but I was invited to Marsha, Marsha Downing College Station. That's a buenísimo. So you have bueno, muy bueno, buenísimo. Where you, put, where you place God's creation? Can you say it again? Buenísimo. God's creation is buenísimo. Praise God for that. God saw all that he had made. And behold, it was buenísimo. Very good. That is to be. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. But there are other things that at the beginning God also saw. Then the Lord saw the weakness of men. And let's not be distracted. God saw God sees the good things. He also sees our sins. He sees the weakness of the men. He sees my weakness, your weakness. 
But right there, he made a choice. A choice. To send his son to cover the weakness of men. So if you are in the spot this morning that you were not able to say a Bible verse, because it's your first time here, you are a visitor, you are just starting in this journey on somebody inviting you, and you have never heard about nothing of this. God saw, God sees our weakness, but he covered our weakness with his grace. So I really want you to think that even in the weakness of men, as Christians, as believers, even if you are not there yet, God's grace can cover the weakness of men. That's why God invited Noah to build the ark and restore things. And even when they fail later, God's covenant never failed. Because God do not abandon his creation. He sees us and forgave us and restores us and levanta. I don't know, raise us as well. But then God saw their deeds. This is in Jonah 3.10. That they turned from their weak way. And God relented concerning the calamity, which he had declared the world bring upon them. And he did not do it. So even in the Old Testament, God is preparing us to that truth through Christ, our Savior later. Today we celebrate communion. This is just empty bread and juice if Christ is not at the center. What made meaningful this moment for us is that God saw their deeds and turned it from their wicked way. So we praise God for that because by the power of his grace, his amazing and free grace, he covered our sins. What God sees matters. The challenge for us, the challenge for us, as we, uh, at this point, is to be thankful for God's mercy. That even though he sees us, he sees us, even though he knows us, he loves us. And he gives us his saving grace. It is also to stand in awe of God's majesty and might and to react with confidence. God sees what he does. God sees what happens. God knows what happens. But it is also to pray to see with God's eyes. It is learning to see what is good. It is learning to see what God sees. And that is only possible by the presence of the Holy Spirit. It is learning to see with God's grace. You may remember what happened in Matthew 9.36. Seeing the people, so Jesus seeing the people, he felt compassion for them. Because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. And Brian College Station is this. And I want to say it again. That is not a mistake. Brian College Station. I didn't say Grace Bible Church. 
So Brian Colestation is distressed and dispirited as sheep without shepherd. They are the one who do not have a shepherd. When we believe in Jesus Christ, John 10, 10, he called us in that relationship. We are, he's our shepherd. Even David write Psalm 23. But the people around us, and that is where our eyes need to be reminded. We have a lot of fun in this place. Amen? But that is people that do not have a lot of fun. That's why our church, Grace Bible Church, one of our pillars is God's word. If you don't understand my word, W-O-R-L-D, the word, God's word. It's comfy for us, but there is a lot of people that need to have our eternal hope as well. As we begin as individual families, church Christians, we must remember this. What God sees matters. And God saw. Going into conclusion in this morning, coming back to the questions that we shared at the beginning, we told that the beginning of the book of Genesis has important reminders, and we already covered them. Who God is matters, what God says matters, and what God sees matters. But these concepts could be empty if we don't answer personally these questions. So which decisions are we making today as we start 2024? As we go towards all this year, what decisions we are taking? I want to read a verse that is there, but we have not referred to. It's Genesis 1, 2. And I speak about the Spirit of the Lord. The earth was formless and void. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. I want you to take close attention here. Because the word moving is so interesting. It's so interesting. When we read this, we imagine about the seas, but it is not so. These waters are the wholeness of them. For on the second day, God made the heavens to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And the sea was created on the third day. Therefore, above all, in the beginning, the Spirit of God was moving with power and freedom. And at that time, when there was not order on earth, at a time of darkness, the Holy Spirit was not limited. He was upon the surface of the waters. The Holy Spirit of God dwells in us since we believe in Christ. Not only does He dwell, but He is also working in us and through us. 
nothing stops the power of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the phrase Ruach Elohim, Spirit of God, never means mighty wind. Never. It always means Spirit of God. Don't go to the charismatic church and say that. Okay? No, that's not the intention. To this we must add that the bear, Merayefet, came and went. So it's not only moving. Came and went. Came and went. Indicates the action of hovering or covering, covering with wings as eagles. And that is a verse that uses the same word in Deuteronomy 32:11. So it is an image of protection upon the creation. It's not a passive eagle. It's like this. He is protecting his creation. And the same truth matter for me today. Because in the beginning of this year, the Holy Spirit do not pass away. He is still with us. Remember us, the world. Helping us to understand the world. Leading us to him. Help us to walk until he come. Even to celebrate communion this morning. Because the Holy Spirit is still covering with winds his church in this morning. And the earth was formless and void. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. I invite you to stand this morning. And for a minute, let's think in everything that you hear this morning, that you read in God's word. And in the beginning, in the first Sunday of 2024, let's remember that we all need the, the guidance support, the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit of God to protect us, to lead us, to teach us, and to remind us that the world still needs a Savior, that the gospel needs to be proclaimed here in Bryan College Station. In the beginning, God. In our beginning, God. Let's have a personal moment of prayer and let's worship.